I'm just going to let you all know the odds of Sam House starting are super low. And you can, in fact, bet on them yourself if you want to on Bet Online. Okay. And I guarantee you, if you hit on that, congrats. But I just don't see it happening. But Bet Online will have all that information for you, all the wagering news. If it's not Sam Howe, you could bet on NBA action, March Madness around the corner, all that right at your fingertips. Use the code BELIEVE, B L E A V, to get yourself a 50% welcome bonus. And that will at least make your day better if Sam Howe starting will not. So that is all good. Believe <laughs> is your code for Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome to the game brought to you by Don't Sleep Energy. You can head over to don'tsleepenergy.com and use the code DISTRICT to get yourself 10% off of the entire order. That's right. So whether or not you're getting drinks, the energy shots, or some of the fantastic gear that they have there at their shop, use the code DISTRICT, get yourself 10% off. It's a local DMV company, great people who work with us, and we're excited to help them out here. And you can help them out and help us out by using that code at don'tsleepenergy.com. The Combine is, in fact, starting on Monday. And we'll start to see more and more drills and more and more of these. And I have someone mentioned J.J. McCarthy earlier. I happen to have him up here. I think it was Yam uh, and uh, Stoner. You you uh, chimed in on him as well. He's actually the picture for this because this is somebody who I think will, we've already seen kind of the rise of J.J. McCarthy over the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks. I think mm-hmm. now we're going to start to see more of him as people kind of get away from the narrative that they saw in season. And now we get to see guys work out in shorts and get fall completely in love with them for no dang on reason. So it's going to be interesting. And Matt Rao had a question here earlier that we're going to answer before really getting to the combine, because this is a question I think that will be really answered after the combine Washington and Adam Peters and Dan Quinn these guys are going to go into and have these interviews with these these players. If they interview Caleb Williams or Drake May mm-hmm. or and Jaden Daniels and they find their guy, we're going to know real quick the answer to Matt Rowell's question here, right? Uh, do you think uh, we are talking to Chicago to move up to the number one pick? Trev, do you think that's what's happening right now? I think the only talk about that is What's it, what would it take from you guys to make us take the number one overall pick and then hang up the phone? Um, and I think they might be talking amongst themselves about it, but as far as talking to the Bears to see what the asking price is, a proposal maybe. Um, I don't think they should, because I do believe the top three quarterbacks that are making headlines and Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jane Daniels would all be beneficial to the Washington Commanders organization. Let's get real. I mean, I know I just said Drake May's not electric, but he's more electric than Sam Howell. I mean, he is, bottom line. So I think we should stay pat. We have a lot of good early day one, day two picks that we need to use to build as the vision of Adam Peters and Dan Quinn has been expressed this offseason. Um, do that. Don't. Uh, it's different, I guess, in San Francisco because they were already building their defense. They were already getting known for their defense around that time. They moved up to get Trey Lance. We don't have that here. So we need to use as much draft capital that we have been blessed with and given as as much as we can. Because um, I don't want to spend this whole year thinking, 
well, dang, we could have had this, could have had that, but at least we got a quarterback. But then here we are at five and twelve or six and eleven because we mortgaged our draft for Caleb Williams. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so that as far as conversation to the Bears, what's the asking price? Thanks, quick. And now they're talking about it in the organization, but I don't want them to move up. Just get your guy number two, one of the three, and then build, build, build. They're a hundred percent talking to him, talking to Chicago, at least exploratory uh talks just to see what it would take i'm i'm kind of with trev in in terms of whether i want them to talk to chicago and move up i mean my sniff test and again we haven't done sort of this in-depth look into these three quarterbacks yet which we will on this channel stay tuned for that and on this show on wednesdays we'll definitely get a little bit deeper into them but my sniff test on caleb williams is i think I think Caleb Williams is like here and then everybody else is yeah, way There's a there. gap. There is I think a there's a massive gap between Caleb Williams oh, yeah. and Jane Daniels and, and Drake May or, or everybody else, if you will. I just think that uh, because I think he's him. I think he's a guy that's going to be uh, a franchise changer. And then when you get to the other two guys, I kind of one day I'm, I'm looking at things and I'm like, well, I like uh, – I love what Jaden Daniels does. And then the next day I'm looking at, well, I love what Drake May does. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that this team is in a position to give up so much of what it would take to go to number one because it will take a lot. Even though it's one spot, it's still going to take a lot. Multiple number one picks. Trade that I've seen so far because Mm -hmm. people – have thrown out all sorts of ridiculous trades. Yeah. Uh, somebody uh, used Washington using their sec, their first, the number two overall, both second round picks. Mm-hmm. And I think the and conditional third, no, no, conditional third uh, from San Francisco that they got mm-hmm. the 100 pick. And then Jonathan Allen. And they're like, see, it's like trading Montez Sweat and Jonathan Allen. Uh, to get Caleb Williams. So well, it's like, one, that's not what's happening. That's uh, like, what I'm doing in a heartbeat. That's and, dra- yeah, that's your draft. If you, yeah, mm-hmm. if you trade your your second, your two seconds and your third uh, for for that number one, that's your, that's your draft. Yeah. That's that basically your, your, that's a Mike Ditka kind of deal. But I will say, and I don't want to do that, but I will say that if this team looks at it and says that, Caleb Williams is the only guy in this draft that we're willing to go with. And they don't believe in Daniels and they don't believe in May or McCarthy or Nick's or Penix and on and on. Then I'm, I'm saying you got to do it. It's just like with the RG three draft, they moved up from six, five. I can't remember exactly. Six, I believe. Yeah. yeah. They moved up and they gave up a ton and they were not in a position that they were a quarterback away. But they looked yeah. at RG3 and they said, this guy's a difference maker. This guy right here is a difference maker. And so we were all okay with it because we thought this guy was going to be a franchise changer. And so if they decide, if those people that are 100 times smarter than us decide that they want to give up basically their entire draft and go get Caleb Williams at number one, I would be all for it. I'd look at it with a little side eye, but I would be all for it. It, it's it's going to be interesting. And like I said, I think a lot of these answers are going to come here within the next week or two. We're going to see it from teams. Teams are going to start to kind of solidify their board because now they have the tape. 
Now they're going to get some answers with some of the athleticism questions that they might have. You're like, sure. hey, this guy looked a little slow on tape. Can he? Does he measure out faster than that? And was it yeah. something else? Or nope, he measures the way that he played. Or maybe this guy looked a little slow and he measures out better. So maybe there's something, a scheme or a decision-making thing, and then it's causing that, uh, that thing to be, that mental capacity to be slow, right? So then there's the interviews. And that's where I think that they get their bang for the buck. The teams do. The pl- we don't get to see that, right? We don't get to see how Sam Howell breaks down tape. And whether or not that's enough to wow people to be like, okay, this guy gets it. We don't get to see them sitting with J.J. Uh, McCarthy and see if that's actually going to happen, if he's going to jump up the board, mm-hmm. or if this is a question between Drake May and, and Caleb Williams, which we've seen a lot more of is, hey, there's people out there who think Drake May is the number one. Stoner brought up in a um, previous Ref the District video there are some people who, who've come out and said that Drake May's the third best prospect in like the last three years. Mm-hmm. So this is where those interviews are really going to start setting people apart. And that's where I think Adam Peters and company are going to get their information that they need. Chicago will as well. Chicago, if they, they, they've got to trade Justin Fields sooner than later. Mm-hmm. I think they're holding on to him for as long as they can to try to get people to move up because nobody's moving up to the number one pick if Justin Fields is gone because you know that you know Chicago is planning on taking a QB and the cost is going to be astronomical to move them off because mm-hmm. they get to pick the QB that they want That's at right. number one, regardless right. of who it is. If they it's Caleb Williams, if it's Drake May, Jaden Daniels, regardless, they get to take it. So they're holding on to Justin Fields to give people this will they, won't they to try to see if they can up the cost because once Justin Fields is moved, no one's going to offer you enough to move off that spot. Mm-hmm. I don't think Adam Peters is going to do it. I just don't see I don't. I don't think so. I, as much as I, I love Caleb Williams and have since he came out and started uh, or even came in relief for my Oklahoma Sooners, mm-hmm. it's just not – it's just not – there for him, which is crazy because if this guy, if, if, if Williams ends up being a quarter of Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. there's no cost too great to do it. That's right. That's right. Yep. That's, that's kind of what I was saying. If, if they believe that he is that kind of a guy, then I would be okay with them trading whatever it takes to go get him. I don't think he's that far. Uh, you know, I don't think he is that, 25% of Patrick Mahomes, but I think he is a franchise changing type quarterback. Yeah, I think he can be so a good. Josh Allen. He's mm-hmm. not as big as Josh Allen, but I think he can be that type of guy who can just absolutely control a game. So yeah, I would be okay with it. But I, I also wanted to ask about this was the very first question, even before we came on from lockdown. And he said, uh, I guess it's not a question, so I'll turn it into a question. There's nothing the Combine can tell you that four years of game film cannot tell you except talking to the prospect. That can tell you a lot. Do you guys believe that that's kind of the case with the Combine, that all this other stuff that they do, all the measurements, all the speed, all the they're, – they're getting their RAS scores and, their, and their, um, their written tests and all that other stuff. Do you think all of that is nonsense? compared to the film 
Mm. No, not total nonsense. Um, I guess it's another way to make sure they're still in shape. If they're NFL in NFL shape, I think that's what these tests are for too. Um, that's a I really mean, good question though. There's a lot of good but, examples of, of guys who have done kind of bad in certain tests at mm-hmm. the combine yeah. who turned into excellent players MVP, or, yeah. or guys who don't, who can't even lift the what do they do 225 225 yeah, yeah. how many times how many reps they can do them like three times or some guys can't even do them at all like i think Devonte smith couldn't do any of them or whatever but he doesn't yeah. need to but still it's something that you see that he has really no sort of core strength but he's a, he's the man uh and then there's other guys that come out there and just excel at a lot of stuff and then get overdrafted because of that so uh, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Um, Remember his combine pro, his pro day video, whatever was circulating. Everybody, so like everybody saw that throw. And it's and it and it works. Mm-hmm. Guys, to get drafted that high, but other than that, that's it. Do you guys remember any sort of combine hero? I don't. What do they call them? Combine killers or combine heroes or whatever that just blow up at the combine, and then when it gets to them being actual on the team, they were terrible. Do you guys remember any? Uh, any Got you know they get overdrafted because of the combine. I think I don't know names, but I'm sure there's some who've like ran the 40 yard dash incredible. Yeah, and they're on practice mm-hmm. squad in year six. Who, so, who's know? that dude? Who's that dude from Washington? The running back Ross was it John Ross? Oh, John Ross, the receiver from uh, yeah, the receiver. receiver. Yeah, and yeah. then he ran like a four two or something like that. 4-2. Yeah, yeah. He ran like the he ever, and he was like the he vaulted all the way to like the ninth pick and then, you know, couldn't even stick back in my day, you know, back what I remember. And you got, there it is. Gus, Gus must be the same age. Mike Mamula for the Eagles. He just killed at the combine and rocketed up the draft. I was just wondering if there was other guys like that, that you can, how how about we, we go in house and uh, Mm -hmm. Jamin Davis. Was sure, somebody yeah. who killed it at the combine and yeah. probably took himself from a number two, uh, like a second round pick, yeah. to mm-hmm. the first round pick. Now, some of that is Washington maybe reaching for him, but you see that yeah. a lot. And I think that for Locked On Law here, who who saying like the combine really isn't important in the grand scheme of things. Maybe I'm I'm putting a little bit into that comment that we had shared. But I know some people don't look at the combine and see the value in it. But I guarantee you the players see the value in it and mm-hmm. that the scouts see it. Because, yes, you have tape. But like I said, uh, Troy Apke, Doug, it's going after uh, Trev I mean, there. he was a sixth-round pick, wasn't he? I mean, But he was fat. How but much that helped him. the difference that was probably his 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 combine was probably the difference of him going undrafted to him Maybe. being a sixth round pick. Yeah, and that is what ends up happening with this because you have hundreds. There's 250 some odd picks in the NFL draft, mm-hmm. right? Just under 300 picks in the NFL draft, and to be able to sort them all, you're going to look at tape and you're going to be like, hey, this guy and this guy are pretty close, Mm -hmm. okay? They might even be in different positions, but you might give them similar grades there, and then one has that better combine, and it just kind of inches ahead, and it could jump, maybe not just one person, but maybe that combine gives them a score in their analytics department just higher. A lot 
has been made of the RAS scores, the relative mm-hmm. athletic scores over the last few years. And it looked like Washington was buying into that as well because you get guys who can be explosive. Hey, that's a term that the new people are using, right? The new staff is using it. Someone, we want to be explosive. Well, you know who's explosive is somebody who has a high RAS score. So you can have someone like a Jamin Davis who was darn near, I think, a 10.0 on that scale. He was real close. And you know who he was better than? Not it was not the same draft year, or maybe it was the same draft year. I can't remember exactly. He had a higher rise score than Micah Parsons. And Micah Parsons, you see what they've done. And that's why a lot of people think that maybe Jamin Davis might excel in this uh whoops, wrong way, in with this new staff, because they're not gonna play him out of position like they did for the most mm-hmm. of the time he was here, and that they can move him around. Maybe even line up at defensive tackle, right? To to be able to take advantage of an offensive lineman or what in outside linebacker stuff. So I think that Raz score does play a part into how guys can get drafted a little bit higher, but then they still need to have the coaching and they still need to sure. have um you know somebody more there to, and- to design the the defense to fit around them. Some some of it's that's that's that smartness, the intelligence, and some of that stuff you can't see on tape, and some of that stuff you can't interview or even you know do a drill for. Uh, so they've tried different QB drills where they've gotten like flashing lights and have the QB try to like pin how quickly can they pinpoint these flashing mm-hmm. lights out in the distance, mm-hmm. and just maybe isn't as effective because you don't really see it being used anymore. One of the drills I love, probably my favorite drill to kind of watch. Uh, and and kind of keep track of the scores is the 10 cone splits mm. for linemen. And I think that's a drill that really helps your scouting department kind of decide because you have maulers up and down D1 schools, up and down even D2 schools. And the difference between some guy who is playing in North Dakota State to some guy playing in Alabama is that 10 cone drill because you won't need at the NFL level, you can't just be just bigger and stronger than the guy next to you. You have yeah. to be faster. So you need somebody who can excel at that 10 cone drill. So that's why you'll see the, uh, well, actually Alex Leatherwood was actually a name that I had seen mm-hmm. uh, pop up in my draft research. He, he's just an Alabama mauler and you're thinking great, but he, if he, if his 10 cone drill wasn't yeah. as strong as, as some of the other guys, you know, he he should have been picked later, in my opinion. I like my linemen, not just big and strong, but ones that can move. And I'm okay sacrificing some some strength for a guy. I don't care if the guy lifts 30 225s, right? I, I care if the guy can do a 10-cone split in X sure. amount of time. Because to me, that's needed, right? When you're trying to use speed to beat somebody, your linemen need to have that speed. So that's my favorite drill. I think I there's was- um, there, there's also, you know, these certain drills can kind of hurt certain guys' um, draftability or where their numbers might be. And I, and I think specifically back to when DK Metcalf, who was looked at to be a really high pick, mm-hmm. but he did terrible in the three-cone drill. And so they all said, well, then there's a whole bunch of routes that he can't do. All he can do is kind of go and you go after him. But – 
Uh, and then he gets to the NFL and he's, you know, he's a stud receiver. He's a number. Well, it turns out that, Hey, having that one really good skill was probably more important than being able to run a five yard out very crisply. Yeah. Yeah, DK Metcalf is is an example where some, some the analytics can't always help. And I'll talk a little bit about that when we get to the cool down, but that's the thing. Right. And I, and uh, I shared uh, deluxe here. Raz can also fail. Uh, it's a piece of data to add to eval, just like the interview. Absolutely, right? You don't want to look at any one bit of this. That's why you have the full picture. Mm-hmm. And even then, sometimes the algorithms that these coaching staffs, these scouting departments will put through to kind of help make up their big board, like it, it, it's it's not perfect. There's no perfect system. And you're going in the in the draft as a crapshoot. And and so it's interesting to see how it kind of goes through, but you're trying to make an intelligent decision. You're trying to stack the deck in your favor, and the combine is absolutely a tool at your disposal. We talked about trading up. How about trading down for Adam Peters? The combine's going to be big for that. And Trev's shaking his head. No, but it, Trev, if they fall in love with J.J. McCarthy and they know they can pick him up at nine, mm. Adam Peters might just be like, hey, go ahead and give me more picks. Give me more time. Give me more, uh, give me more shots at the dartboard. And I'll take JJ McCarthy, who I who impressed me at, at nine, and use all these other picks we've got to help build up the roster. It's a it's a possibility they trade back. Trev, why don't you like that as an option? Because we have the number two pick in the draft. If there is, but for some reason, Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, and Drake May bomb the combine okay maybe but let's be real here we're at number two we're not going to trade back because we like jj mccarthy i'm just being (laughs) real i know it's possible but that's not gonna happen (laughs) because if it is if you if you feel it that great about them there's two quarter like there's more quarterback needed teams behind us the patriots the raiders what if jj goes to one of them now you missed um, out on, you know, don't, somebody said, we don't have to be desperate anymore. Don't be desperate. Like Stoner says, don't overthink it. We got the number two pick. And if, if we don't like a quarterback, we could use Marvin Harrison. That'd be cool. We could use Joe Alt. That'd be cool. Or Fashionel New, however you say it, the other tackle of Penn State. That'd be cool. But we're at number two. Don't trade back because somebody wows you at the combine. Okay. Don't, just don't it's do it. too risky. If, it is too if risky. If you think JJ McCarthy is the guy, then take him at two. Take him at two. <laughs> don't Stop risk the it. world. Take your guy at two. Exactly. Smart but that ain't gonna happen. Realistically, themselves all the time, guys. Smart, I'm with you. Smart Trip. people will absolutely. I mean, we're number two. If we were like number eleven, okay, maybe number 12, 13, okay. But we're at number two with three franchise changing football players and we like jj mccarthy because he won a national championship by handing the ball off all the time okay i'm getting too far into no i'm just sorry nathan i know it's a possibility and you're doing it because you know but realistically mainly because i want to play trade back i knew this was yeah, where i could we ain't trade back. Was jj mccarthy Not for and JJ. trading back michael penix cool jj mccarthy what? i'm I'm good on JJ McCarthy. Uh, I actually no. might like JJ McCarthy more than uh, Penix Jr., but that that's a debate for another day. That's I still yeah. have to watch the tape. I, I still know. have to. I still have a lot more to watch, but the more and more I'm collecting 
the more and more I think that people are actually the people who are the JJ McCarthy lovers are going overboard for the record. Uh, but there is enough there, especially the fact that he is so young, but he has the talent. You might be able to get him in. I've seen the stash for a year comment someone else in Maine. We don't have that luxury to stash for a year. This isn't Jordan Love's situation where he can sit behind no. Aaron Rodgers, right? Kansas right. City can stash J.J. McCarthy because they have Patrick yeah. Mahomes. But Patrick Mahomes is still young. So where's another one? Right. Maybe maybe St. Louis. Not St. Louis. Learn, I would say this. Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, Derek yeah, Carr needs to be replaced. I, yeah, I, I think maybe Stafford has a couple more good years in him. So you put him, you put him over in the Rams, There's and no then all of a sudden J.J. McCarthy takes over three years from now. That might be a great situation. Go to Cincinnati. You're guaranteed to start at some point in the season because Joe Burrow can't stay healthy. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, hey. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of interesting now that Miami. you say that. Uh, Nathan, that when you kind of look at the state of the quarterback, and we went through kind of the golden era of quarterbacks there for a while when you had the Brady and Rodgers and Breeze and Philip Rivers and I can go on and on, Roethlisberger, Eli Man. That was kind of the golden age, and then they were starting to phase out, and we were like, well, who's going to step up? But what we've seen now is that you do have a whole bunch of teams that either – have a quarterback and have a quarterback for the next five or six years, or they don't have a quarterback. There's very few teams that are kind of aging their quarterback out. And I think Stafford might be one, but is there another team that has a franchise quarterback that is probably going to retire in the next two or three years? Are there any other teams like that? And don't give me like the Derek cars of the world, because those guys are not. No, really, that's a, know, yeah, it's a mediocre one. I, I kind of yeah. wiped that one. Aaron Rodgers, the Jets. He yeah, I mean, the, I mean, he's done. He's, I mean, he might have a year in him, but I guess Aaron Rodgers might be one where somebody can go and sit for a year behind him. But I mean, there's just not that many. It's either you got your quarterback or you don't. And I guess yeah. people are saying the Jets. That's a good one. I, and Trev said that, but there really isn't anybody else. I'm just trying to think of, I mean, he, as much as you want to hate on a guy like Dak or whatever, he's going to get an, a new deal. He's going to be there five or six more years. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, because all the quarterbacks that seem like should that have been there for longer, but they're still young. The Josh Allens, the Pat Mahomes, the Dak Prescotts, yeah. the they're Joe Burrows. Like, they've all been there for years, but they're still not even 30 yet. Yeah, so <laughs> maybe Smith is also one of those in, that car, that, yeah. in that car range that's just not good enough to really be maybe – was it again? Geno Smith for the Seahawks. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, How about uh, Kirk Cousins? Yeah, but he he's is a much agent. older. You yeah, don't he's even know where agent. he's going. And, and, but if it might be Minnesota, but yeah. uh, but a guy like Geno Smith, I mean, if you drafted a quarterback in Seattle, I mean, maybe you sit him a year, but you might even start him. Uh, Russell Wilson, that's actually a decent one. That's a good one. It, well, he's a free he's agent, a free agent too. Now, so too. whoever picks up uh, Russell Wilson or Kirk Cousins can still draft a QB here. That is a Wait, developmental Russell Wilson's guy. A free agent? He's a free agent. Oh, yeah. Denver, Denver has let him loose. Oh, if not, they're going to. Really? Yeah. Oh, maybe he, he they're gone. going to. I, he didn't he sign like a? He did. Four years. Yeah. Then they they benched him at the end of the year about his contract. Like da 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 da. Okay. I don't know his kind of his situation. Yeah. You're going to Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people like have gotten him to Pittsburgh. Uh, um, also wanted to mention um, 
I'm stealing this from uh, our buddy uh, Ken Johansson, who's at Burgundy Burner on Twitter. And he's very uh, connected when it comes to uh, like the Senior Bowl and the, all these different uh, pre-draft camps and the combine and all that. And he put out this information just yesterday. Oh, it was this morning, actually. Since the beginning of draft season in early January, the commanders have met and interviewed these are 381 players so far mm-hmm. they're they're doing their due diligence and that mm-hmm. includes 20 different quarterbacks now of those 20 we're not talking about the the big 3 but we are talking about the mccarthys and nicks and Penix, guys like that uh but mm-hmm. some things in here that were 43 different receivers 46 different quarter cornerbacks sorry 33 di- uh different edge uh, rushers, and then it's even uh, interesting that seven kickers, seven punters, and seven different long snappers. Oh, that's so, not interesting. That's, so that's keep an that's eye good. on that. Um, Joyce lies of free agent. Washington doesn't have a kicker uh, right now. He's a Rama Vera guy. In the in <laughs> the long snapper, guy, so the long snapper that they brought in. I mean, that was just on a one-year deal, so they need a long snapper, right? They need a long snapper. They need yeah, a kicker. Do not draft another long snapper, <laughs> right? Please, no, for the love of God, for my for my health, I yeah. am slowly getting healthy. Please, for love of goodness, do not do not draft another yeah. long. Snapper. Do not move up Third in the draft too. to get a long snapper. By the way, you, that's so. When we get to the top 100 data, a special teams member ruined ever almost ruined everything san francisco <laughs> took moody in oh, the top yeah. 100 and, he has made and i had all this all this in there how to get the data range and everything going great and then all of a sudden i had to worry about special team snaps and i was like i don't oh, have yeah. that data i need to go get that data <laughs> it was a mess it was a mess yeah don't get don't not draft a special teams player. I don't really, maybe a kicker later is fine. There's been several kickers. There's been several kickers who've been drafted, who've been fine, but not, these guys are all undrafted, but it's good to do your interviews and your do not draft a long snapper is all I'm saying. Do not draft it. Okay. Now that we're over. Oh, I information. I gave my favorite drill to kind of watch and everything is the tin cone. Trav, what's his, which is yours, your favorite. Oh man, I really don't pay attention to many drills like that during the combine. But if I had to pick one, I'm a bi- I'm a big fan of the vertical. I, I mean, it's basic, but NFL is all about ver- I mean, vertical. You got to have a vertical game, especially if you're an offensive skill player, um, and if you're a linebacker too, like the middle and and also linemen, they jump up and tip passes. So I like the vertical. It's not flash. It's not exciting. It's probably basic, but I think vertical is very important, especially yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Soner, how about you? What's your what's your favorite? And if you're watching this live, go ahead and uh, let us know your favorite drill for the NFL Combine starting next week. Yeah, my mine is pretty simple. I do love speed, so I do like watching guys run the 40. And I like to see guys who are kind of middle of the draft sort of picks uh, go out there and run like a 4-3-4, and then, you know, you get really excited. I love watching that. But when you do kind of look at all the different um, sort of drills that they do and all the different things that come out of that, I do enjoy looking at RAS scores. I do enjoy looking at how athletic these guys are overall. And it doesn't necessarily 
equate to being a great player, but it does just kind of show their athleticism. And really that's the, you know, the best athletes are usually the best players as well. So I like seeing that, but I like watching the forties. I just like watching speed. So that's I got all. another one. The one where the receiver comes out. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. You, see, you uh, can't like drop any one. of those, man. No, no. <laughs> if you That's drop more, so. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's it's kind of like the the QB uh, Grimjaw with the forty and the QB passes. It's the same with the QB passes. You, you if you are a guy who's not one of the big names, you cannot afford to be off on those passes. Mm-mm. Those passes need to be money every single time. Like if your pass is just even slightly wobbly or off, you see everybody look. Everybody's looking, and then everybody does this. For the audio listeners, I turn my head down. I got I got my little board out and like scribble, scribble, scribble because (laughs) yeah, the moment the moment that happens, uh, Ushman with the shuttle drill. We had uh, Sharon with the vertical jump and the three cone from Eddie. uh, All in the chat here. Do you all remember how Justin Tucker? Got into the NFL, the greatest kicker ever. Do you remember how he got into the NFL? Ever, he he was he did a YouTube he, video. He was not drafted. He did a YouTube video of just him just booming kicks, accurate, accurate, accurate. How, but he didn't get drafted. And the Ravens like, ah, come on in, we'll see what you can do. And didn't Atlanta's kicker do somersaults while kicking or something on on social media? And that's how he, he might, got there a was job? another there was another kicker who did all sorts of like crazy things. I don't know if it was yeah, you yeah he got his. Yeah. So here the, you do what you got to do to get it. Just all I'm you need is an in. And I'm uh, <laughs> there you go. Here are the, uh, the I want to see kickers. these recorded. Please record these and send these yeah, yeah, to send Ref it. the District. Yo, that would be hilarious. We need to. We need your combine. It's kind of like a, the you're talking about the forty. <laughs> What's what is his name? Who does the uh, forty for charity? Rich What's Eisen. Uh, Rich Eisen, yeah. Rich, Rich Eisen. Rich's 40 is is the best 40 to mm. watch. Like all the others are pretty f- – I love what they do with the 40. I love when they do like the overlay of seeing like showing you just how much of a difference these are. Remember they had Baker Mayfield up there with like a whole bunch of others and it was just – it was mm. like, are we really drafting this guy at number one? Yes, we're really drafting this guy at number one. And then you have Rich up there who, uh, who does his and they're you in a what? suit. I might do a 40 this year. Okay, we'll all have we'll all have to do one. I can't I'll do actually. it. Yeah, I I actually I actually am supposed to be from my back surgery. I'm not supposed to be doing yeah. anything crazy like that. But maybe afterwards. Okay. Maybe it's afterwards. supposed to be nice next week, right? Well, at least around yeah. here. Sorry, you guys are it is. all in different <laughs> spots. But it was nearly here, eighty like, degrees here, by the way, and oh, sunny. So yeah. And <laughs> are you serious right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oklahoma weather. I'm not sure where winter what where winter was. Yeah. 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 I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I think it's going to be close to 70 around here next week. So I'm going to do a 40 and I'm going to do, I'm going to do a two camera 40. I'm going to do a camera at the start and a camera at the end. And I'm going to, and with a stopwatch, I'm in who's in with me. Who's who can beat my, well, I like to take bets on what you guys think I could run it in. What do you guys think right now that I could run a 40 in? Mm. A stoner forty. A stoner forty. <laughs> no I don't know. I won't train at all. Like, yeah. Are we sure you're gonna complete it? How many people want to take? I say seven seconds. 
seven seconds. Seven seconds. You have NFL athletes, Stoner, or not Stoner, but Trev, that seven seconds would be fairly impressive for offensive linemen. Gus said 7.3. Matt saying time it with a sundial. Uh, 12.8 for Matt, 6.2. Tommy T showing some serious love there. I might be with Matt here. I think I think we're go- we're north of 10 seconds. I want to do one too. North of 10? North of 10. <laughs> I thought seven was a little bit of an insult. And you're going north of 10? Stoner. Like I've seen you in your walking shoes. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm I'm you like I you're gonna shuffle along. Like I, I have serious questions without training stoner. Are we sure you're going to complete the 40 yard dash? Is this in the, uh, yeah. Is this in the morning or in the evening afternoon? Like, what are we talking? All right. It's going to be inside, in the outside, outside, um, uh, outside, outdoor. Well, where am I going to do it indoors? Oh, like at a gym. I mean, the combine's indoors. So I'm just... Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do it outdoors. I got a empty lot, like two houses away here. I'm going to measure it out 40 yards. And I'm and I'm guaranteeing, guaranteeing, under ten. So what's, Gus, what's the wagers? Gus, Gus sitting here saying definitely need to see a doctor's note before you allow Stoner to do it. <laughs> Stoner is the old man of the group. He is fifty-two in two weeks. Two weeks from today, actually, exactly two weeks from today, I will be double nickel. The big nice. five, five. Ten. It'd be 10. <laughs> five. Yeah. Hey, so all right. Well, then I'm going to change my guess to. And how you know you what? Rich Eisen is. How old do you think Rich Eisen yeah, is? How, what's, what's Rich Eisen's fastest? Uh, okay, but yeah, I'll tell you yeah. this. And I also will say this I won't do any sort of, um, you know, warm ups, warm up type, you know, sprints. I won't say like I'm going to try it too two or three times. It's just going to be a one time. I'll warm up kind of, you know, stretch out, maybe jog a little bit, but I won't do any practice 40s. 140, one time. I want to do it too. All right. I, I, I'm going to TJ giving you seven, five. And, there we go. That's what I'm and, talking about. And, and I, and I have to say, I've been mean to stoner. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Eight two is my final answer for mm. this one. Uh, and and by the way, that's a good question. Oh. I could do it on the road, or should I do it in the grass? I'm gonna Ooh. have to do well, it on the for road. your safety. This is your. This is for your personal safety. Yeah, you I would do it. I would do it on the road. Yeah. Yeah. I think JG hope you get a strong tailwind. Work. Yeah, Hurley, we're getting video of this. We'll definitely. Yeah, yeah. This will be. Exactly. This will be, be a ref the district yeah. short. This is going to be. We're going to have all Bro, sorts. Should... Of, this is going to be content everywhere. Hurley going with grass, and I don't think so. Uh, Yam, uh, I uh, I actually have it up here. He does. He actually got down to a five nine eight in twenty twenty. Mm. Uh, he does that in a suit. Oh, he has man. changed his shoes, though. He has he after his first one, I think he did run a six seven seven, but he did that in like tennis shoes in the suit and tie, or like dress shoes in a suit and tie. Um, hmm. JG grass, oh. grass, grass hurts less if you fall. That's what I said, don't trip and fall, dog. <laughs> man, 
Yeah, I, I'm with I, HT I'm though. Grass might have really those bumps will. and holes, although he's up in Dundalk, north of Baltimore, and that might not be the right. the, the best roads either. So I want to do it too, Stunner. When, for real, I would want to do this. <laughs> Just. Everyone's clowning right, Stoner, I'm, and I yeah. love it. We've totally gotten away from combine talk, but Matt, Matt uh, no, saying here, talk. which which would be easier for the ambulance, road or grass? <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. All right, all right I'm gonna prove all the haters wrong. All right, I've got you at eight two. I've got, I got you at you eight at two. Nathan eight two seven nine. Ooh, just a little bit. I don't know if I'm, am I going to have a stopwatch that's going to be that oh, no. you know detailed or whatever. I guess. I, I mean, you're recording on. video. You can even just use the video time. So, mm. yeah. You, okay, I'll figure yeah. something out. I'll figure something out. Uh, yeah, but we'll definitely. I'll definitely get video on it. That's actually a good point for oh, me. Oh, you could try to go to a local track and do it there. Ooh, I got a local track right down the road, less than a mile from I there. I do too. I could go to the MI track. Ooh, I'm doing it at the I track. Could, I'm doing it at the track too. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Trev, we need video just like that. No. You you and Pay set okay. it up. All right. You got you go from, from starting point to finish Real. point. We need those yeah. two. I'll right. do a walk. I I'll do, in, in solidarity. <laughs> yeah, in solidarity, I'll do one that's walking. Oh, okay. I, I, I can't run because of the back. So I'll, in solidarity, I'll do, I'll do you, one that, that is walking. That's awesome. Run with <laughs> Ref the district. Run with Ref the yes. Screw the screw the screw the other rich guy. Rich. Don't run with Rich. R- run, <laughs> yeah, run, run with, with Ref, Ref the district. All right. Any anything else here with the combine talk before we get into the really really nerdy stuff with? My, oh yeah. Uh, um, my details. The title is who who should the commanders focus on at the combine? We haven't even answered that yet. Yeah, that's um, actually a very, very good point. We totally got off track and I completely <laughs> forgot that. I don't I don't have any names, but I'll go positions. Clearly quarterback, that's a given. Um linebacker, cornerback, offensive lineman. I think because mm. the way free agency is, I don't know what more positions what for free agency, but I feel like Defensive line, we could address free agency. Offensive line, we could address free agency a little bit. But as far as building, offensive line, linebacker, and defensive back. Because um, a lot of veteran defensive backs are getting older. They might have a good year. One year you get them, they're bad, a.k.a. William Jackson. So I'd rather just get somebody raw, like a Joey Porter Jr. or a Christian Gonzalez or Emmanuel, you know, something like that again. Focus on that where we're lacking a lot of holes. I don't have any names. <clears throat> How about you, Stoner? Who oh, do you sorry. want them to focus in on? Sorry, I did that cough without muting myself. I usually am pretty good about that. Yeah, I mean, it, it totally does depend on what they do in free agency. Think about what costs the most in free agency with guys. What's going to cost a lot? Edge rushers are going to cost a lot. Um, right, we're not even going to talk about quarterback. But um, um, offensive tackles are going to cost a lot in free agency. So those are the kind of guys you kind of want to focus on when you get to uh, the draft. But it is all going to come down to they could have a complete draft plan right now, what they want to do. And then when mm-hmm. free agency comes along, it could flip the script on what oh, yeah. do. they might end up in free agency saying, you know what? We can get Brian Burns for a good price as an edge mm-hmm. rusher. So now we don't necessarily need to draft an edge rusher very high. 
or we can go get a Tyron Smith on a, a nice two-year deal that's team-friendly with low cap hits, and we can plug him in at left tackle, and therefore we don't necessarily have to get a left tackle high right. in the draft. So it really does come come down to what they do in free agency. But usually you're going to focus on those positions that are going to cost a lot in free agency. So probably edge and lots of linebacker, linebacker, and linebacker. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. linebacker is important. They probably need to fill that position, but I will say in the top 100, I really don't want to see them taking a linebacker. No, I I do think, and and like I said, I'll talk a little bit more about some of this in the top 100 data of where some of those hits and misses are for for that perspective. Stoner, you're right. They have to look at everybody because free agency is going to change things. Personally, though, I'm interested in how the conversations are going to go with the edge rushers and how they're going to go with the wide receivers because – those are two positions I think Washington can use improvements at. And those are two that you don't want to miss in the draft. You need an edge rusher. Like you should be paying for more edge rushers and free agency, but you should probably draft one as well. So you don't want to miss on them if you're going to be spending one of those top 100 picks. Okay. And then wide receiver, we have Terry McLaurin, we have Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuels, a free agent. So then you have Deami Brown, who didn't make the jump that we expected him to make in year three. And you have um, a bunch of Mr. Sillier Girl. Yeah, that guy's not making it on the roster. (laughs) I'll put a dollar on that right now. Um, Safe dollar. Yeah. And so Dax Mill's not making the roster. You've got a couple other guys who are question marks, right? Even though people love Tinsley. he might still be like fifth or sixth receiver. So you want to get somebody, I think, in this draft and you want to be able to hit on them. So those are where I kind of want them to focus. I'm not saying you have to take them in the top 100, but I'm saying that right. if you take them, you're going to want them to be hits. I so agree. That is where I want them to focus. Again, no names. They need to work on the linemen, and I think that they're going to get that right. And that is absolutely where I think they should be spending some of these top 100 picks. And I'll talk about exactly why when we get to the cool down. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.